All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Meathead Sports Talk podcast. We got hot takes and we don't take fucking breaks. I'm your host, Willie J, and this is my other host, Daniel. Danny yeah, B. Danny B in the cut, doing what he always does. Everyone's favorite Puerto Rican right here. E- you already know. And, and and Danny Danny B. Well, what what is what do we do at Meat Meat Meathead Sports Talk? All right, so basically, <clears throat> I just offer some really Chad like takes on the sports world and what's going on. He couldn't have said it any better. And y'all may be asking, well, what the hell separates y'all from Barstool Sports, Pat McAfee Show, and all the other podcasts? And our answer to that is we have no fucking clue. We're just here to be retards and spit hot takes. That's what we're here for. We're just here to have fun with it, honestly. We, we'll have fun with it, and then like the, the, the views and shit will come later, I'm sure. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, sponsor us, please. We need money. Cacti, sponsor us. Um, hang on. Let me get my my sponsorship. Platinum X CBD Plus. Uh, your Delta Eight THC gummies are fucking fantastic. So, um, y'all go ahead and send us um, sponsor us as well. Yeah, we we there, there's one common thing here at Meathead Sports Talk Podcast that sometimes we'll talk about drugs. Because what goes better with sports than watching sports on drugs, going to sporting events on drugs? People who participate in sports do drugs. Exactly. Your favorite favorite players probably are taking lines uh, when they go to the dugout, the bench, the locker room, you name it. Fucking doing coke in the club party. Exactly. Uh. And so let's start off with arguably the most Chad sport of them all. MMA, the, the world's most, bro, I'm going to kick your fucking ass fucking um, sport. So what, what do you got? What do you got for us to talk about today for MMA? All right. All right. So we all know that there are three title fights, three fucking title fights this Saturday, UFC 261. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of those, we'll talk about this one first. This is obviously the most important. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, this is probably the most puzzling uh, rematch of all time because Kamaru's already defended. His, he, he did another defense since he last fought um, Masvidal. And Masvidal hasn't done shit since he took over for Gilbert Burns. So, what do you think... Do you honestly think that Jorge Masvidal deserves this title shot? Fucking, I would have been nice to see him get one more fight in for sure. I don't question him getting another shot. I mean, at the end of the day, Dana's going to do what Dana's going to do, but I just think they should have given him one more fight before giving him another title shot. That's just me. I'm not going to argue with it because I like Jorge. Um, he did kind of get his shit pushed in last time he fought Kamara, but he said he had what three weeks notice. Three um, weeks notice. But an important detail was is uh one of his teammates said that he was always training, he was always in a fight camp, you know what I mean? Yeah. He he was trying to get paid more. So yes, he did have to cut a lot of weight. So I, I'll still take that excuse. It makes sense. Weight cutting he, fucking he sucks. Weeks. 
Yeah, it, it fucking sucks. And yeah, you might have been training, but you know, when you train for a specific guy, you need to learn what they're, you know, what they throw, how they throw their feints, how they, how they are stylistically. And he really, realistically, only what like had two weeks, two fucking weeks to uh, prepare. Yeah. So um, we'll give him that one. He's got a lot more time this time. I think he'll do better. I don't think he'll get completely wrecked if he does lose. I won't say he will lose, but actually, you know what? We'll, we'll get we'll get our picks in with MMA as we go, I guess, because yeah. we talk about it. Uh, I, I am fairly one hundred percent certain he's gonna fucking lose again. <laughs> it's it's. It's just he hasn't fought since Kamaru. Like he has, he's balked at the opportunity. He could have fought Wonder Boy, and yet he he didn't. Could have fought Leon Edwards. He didn't. Could have fought Colby, and he didn't. See, but I'm not gonna go into it. But I just feel like him fighting Wonder Boy, kind of like, uh, or not. And the other guy, the other guy, not Colby, just doesn't make sense. Because if he beats Colby, that doesn't do much for anything. And well, then. If anything, if he takes the Wonder Boy fight, he has a lot more to lose than he does to win, gain if he wins. I don't Especially know, against that Colby fight. Because Colby's just going to run his mouth and be well, like... But Colby's the better fighter. True. That's just Colby could also use it as a stepping point to, uh, if he does beat more Masvidal, to take the championship... Uh, from Kamara, yeah. Kamara. So, because... Yeah. I, because the thing is, Jorge Masvidal, he wasn't uh, a top five contender before this fight. Like, yes, he beat Nate Diaz in his last fight before Kamaru, but Nate Diaz is is a gatekeeper. He's he's not really a uh, a top top level fighter. He's like middle of the road there. And I don't know, Masvidal does he he just does like the fact that he is just getting an immediate rematch in his next fight. It's so weird, but. The reason they're uh, we know the reason they're doing this. It's the money fight, because as soon as it was announced that Masvidal was fighting Usman, the pay-per-view buys, buys shot up because, oh, wow, it's Kamaro versus Gilbert Burns, who, wow, wow, barn burner. And then they saw, oh, shit, Jorge Masvidal, that guy with the flying knee. Shit. OK, I might buy this. So. In my opinion, he should have fought at least Colby, Leon, or or Wonder Boy, because they're top level welterweight contenders, and especially especially Wonder Boy. I always shout out to Karate, uh, and shout out to Colby, even though he's the most annoying dipshit ever. But he he's he's I hate him, but I like his wrestling. Yeah, and in my opinion, uh, final final say, uh, Kamara Usman beats Jorge Masvidal by decision. All right. I got Masvidal beats Usman narrowly by decision. Narrowly by decision? Mm-hmm. I see, I see. I, I think it's going to be uh, – if Kamara wins, it's going to be not as huge a margin as it was last time because Jorge didn't even win a round last time. He just got wrestle-fucked against the cage and foot-stomped to death. Um, but who knows? He's had more time to prepare, more time to perfect his craft. He's had almost a damn year. Uh so I think it will definitely be close, probably like maybe 50-48, 50-47. Definitely won't be another 50-44. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and Here's we- where I, we also ask for a, 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 be- a sports betting sponsor because we're degenerates. Oh, yes. Exactly. We need – DraftKings. That's another thing. DraftKings sponsor us. We are degenerates. We love our lines. We love We are of money. legal betting age. 
Yes, we we can do this. You can sponsor us. We like to place our money, make a little make a little dough, lose a little dough. But hey, that's the name of the game. We're degenerates. We love our vices. Mm-hmm. And so the next title fight we got is chick fight, chick fight. Um, Welly Zhang or Veli, I don't know how to say that in Chinese, but Welly Zhang versus Thug Rose Nama Yunus. Oh yes, that is going to be an absolute banger because Welly Zhang is an absolute great fighter. And Rose Nama Yunus is one of the more popular female fighters. You know, that's a name. She's Thug Rose is exactly how they should put it. It is. I'm going to go with her on that one. <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely taking Thug Rose Nama Yunus because uh, I think she's going to bring it. Then we got, oh, oh, yes, our uh, – Valentina Shevchenko, how you doing? Versus looks like a dude, Jessica Andrade. I got <laughs> Andrade. <laughs> uh, Andrade, yeah, I forgot they're freaking uh she she's a Brazilian. But then again, so is like half the UFC. <laughs> um, but, uh, I got Valentina Shevchenko all day. Of course. She's I, I referenced back to the uh, her fight um against um You want a jet check mm-hmm. where she oh, she hurt her bad and no one hurts you on a jet check that hard that much. And she fucking kicked her and in, in the ribs. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is Valentina Shevchenko's got hands and she'll kick the shit out of you. So ain't that the truth i'm gonna roll with the champ as well she's arguably the women's pound for pound number two fighter obviously we all know who the greatest fighter female fighter of all time is right now it's amanda nunez like you're you'd be smoking dicks if you said anything otherwise like i think it's come to the point where amanda nunez needs to like fight dudes (laughs) because i don't think there's a woman in the world that exists that could beat she fights like really flyweight dudes it could be possible. You never know. You never fucking know. But I'm rolling with Valentina Shevchenko just because she's one of the more dominant women's fighters out there. And we got the next fight. We got old Mr. Gunshy himself, Uriah Hall versus the guy to end Silva's streak and arguably career, Chris Weidman. I'm gonna hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Uriah Hall just just because Chris Weidman's pretty old. He's been fighting for a long time. Yeah, it's it's been a minute for Chris. Um, I haven't seen him fight either, so I can't even say if he still got it. Uh, so that's gonna be tough for me. I I, inter- I, I like Chris, but uh, I think I'm gonna go with Uriah Hall on this one. Yeah, I'm also gonna roll with Uriah Hall. He may he has a tendency to be very gun shy. If y'all ever saw the Ultimate Fighter, where he knocked this dude out with a spinning uh, back kick that landed on this dude's jaw, it, it made him gun shy for almost his entire career. Even Dana White's gone on record as like this guy doesn't fight, he doesn't throw strikes. But uh, I think he's gonna beat the aging Chris Weidman. And then uh, for our, our last on the main card, because that's all that really anybody gives a shit about, we got Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Crute is, but I'm going to roll with what I know, and I'm going to roll with Anthony Smith. I don't know other names, so um, me picking doesn't fucking matter, but I'm going to go with Anthony Smith as well. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, there you go. That's a solid decision. He, he is an absolute warrior. There was a fight 
that he had against Glover Teixeira last year where uh, his teeth were falling out. And he told his corner that I think it was going into like round three. And he's like, my teeth are falling out. And like his whole, like, not just like individual teeth, like the whole part of the jawbone was going and he still went back out there. There was teeth in his fucking mouthpiece. And this guy's a warrior. This guy's an absolute warrior. So that's all I got to say about that. Fuck yeah. All right. What, what else we got in, in the world of <clears throat> MMA? What else do we have in the world? We got any drama? Uh, unfortunately, no drama, which is, which is good wack, thing and a bad know? thing. We, we, yeah, we do have in Bellator, Rumble, Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Yoel Romero, on May the seventh. That's gonna be a banger. I, I wish the UFC would have never cut Yoel Romero. It's pretty whack. I'm gonna hurt. I like Yoel Romero too, but I guess it's fair. Yeah, it is fair. It is fair. It does. I, I do. He wish didn't. He, he didn't. There. He hadn't been. He hadn't won any fights. I mean, he was still doing good, though. He was in. He, he was, was at one well, point. To be he fair, was, he was fighting monsters, and he was in title contention for a while. Yeah. So, but he just joined the game too late, I guess. Uh, oh, and yes, thank you, Jessica Andraj. Jessica Andraj calls Valentina Shevchenko, not Amanda Nunez, best pound for pound in the UFC. All right, you're obviously smoking dicks, Andraj, but I can understand where you come from. What kind of crack you smoking? Yeah, because no one can beat Amanda Nunez. I'm confident in saying that. I'll die on that hill, goddammit. Um, but anyways, that's all we really got for MMA, you know, one of the most chad fucking sports out there. Now, next Chad Sport. Next Chad Sport, of course, what all uh, Blue Mountain State, uh, Thaddeus, everyone's favorite fucking character. Anyways, let's roll on to the NFL. So, this is something we covered in our first failed attempt at this, but I think it's definitely worth covering again. Um, the Deshaun Watson story. Ooh, oh, that's, God. That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, uh, our audience, we uh, normally we don't we wouldn't touch or say an opinion on shit like this, but he's a fucking rapist. <laughs> I know, innocent until proven guilty, but uh, even if the chance that all that like half of the twenty-two women who accused him are are lying, what then that's still twelve people, and even if twenty of them are lying, what then that's still two. If it was just one accusation that was just looking for buku money yeah you know, trying, you know, trying to get him to understand but, but uh 22 bitches 22 yeah 22 massage 22 therapists. females bro i that's can't a lot that is a lot like you're looking from the side so that you know it's a lot that's a lot <clears throat> that's, that's a lot uh that's a lot the, the worst part about it is is he's deshaun fucking watson and he's in houston which i know has does not have the greatest scene of women but you're deshaun watson take your fucking pick like you go to any club. walk outside and be like hey look i'm deshaun watson you're the prettiest girl in town today do you want to go on a date and suck my peen <laughs> and she's like fuck yeah hell yeah exactly like i got a husband uh, but fuck yeah he doesn't he doesn't wake anywhere near as much money as you do exactly i that's what i don't get about 
this whole thing. It's like, do you, if you have a massage fetish, dude, I mean, you have a girlfriend, a very beautiful girlfriend. Why don't you just tell your girlfriend, hey, uh, tickle my butthole? Because no, no joke. That's he made one of the massage therapists fucking touch his butthole. <laughs> kinky man, kinky man. Kinky kind of a, He's a kinky, kinky little rapist there. Wow. Kinky and apparently he, he would just sit there um pelvic thrusting the air as he was getting rubbed on which is uh interesting so um as soon as i heard that detail and i was like oh and he and every guy knows what i'm talking about women are probably not but when when we have a, a full sail and we're flexing our kegel muscles and we're just shaking it without even touching it he would do that a lot too as soon as i heard those details i was like ooh. I, I think I think he did it. I, I think he. Did I was like, it. you know, this sounds legit. Yeah, that 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 sounds fucking legit right there. Um, can I, we can I, we I, can we cover something real quick? Yes. Because I've always I, I've wanted to talk about this because it was it, it was one of the funniest fucking things. It happened so long ago, but like. If you want to pull it up and read about it, it's probably one of the greatest things ever. Uh, Antonio Brown went and had a CTE moment, and his baby mama or something came to pick up a car or something, and so he called the cops because she was stealing it, technically. Oh, uh, I remember this. He he threw a a bag of gummy dicks at her. I remember that. Oh, my God. That was... uh... AB, you're my guy. You was my guy from Pittsburgh for the longest time. Why do you have a bag of dicks on hand? <laughs> well, have you seen the way he was doing up his mustache at one point? Where he was dyeing it blonde. Yeah. Let's just say maybe he, maybe he's an enjoyer of the alternative lifestyle. We support that here at Meathead Sports Talk. Look, man, whatever you want to do, as long as you do your job in football, I saw. It's all that matters. That, that was probably at the peak of Probably his, get sponsorship uh, money, too, because the NFL money ain't fucking... They got a lot of it. They got a lot of it. Oh, random random thing that we really didn't need uh, in the NFL, but they just passed a new rule. I'm not talking about the 17-game bullshit. I hate that. We'll oh, get into yeah. that. We'll get into that. I, I got a lot of say on that. No more preseason overtime. What? Yes. What is that? Yeah. What? What you you mean? You don't want people to get reps. You don't want it to be treated like a real game. Well, I understand it's preseason and those games really don't matter. But still, that's like it, it, that. That matters. That part of the game matters. Mm-hmm. Especially for the four stringers. But and to be honest, I the only <clears throat> reason I get it is because most of the time. Uh, when when it's the fourth quarter and the preseason game is close, the coach is not going. Oh damn, we got to do what we can to win this. He's just running plays, doing. And if they were in a position to like, let's say they were down by three and they were in field goal range, like I'm talking at the ten, instead of just going for the field goal and getting the win. Oh no no, like let's say they were they needed a field goal to tie. Instead of going for the field goal, they just go for the touchdown because they're just like, all right, we don't want to extend this. So I didn't see why this needed to be a rule. The last yeah. time a preseason game went to overtime was a long time ago. Coaches try to avoid it at all costs. But, I mean, I don't see why because I, you could get more reps with the fourth stringers and, and the really, like, the fringe, fringe players. Like, I'm talking the backups for the fourth stringers. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, uh, yeah. that is something else. 
And uh, all right, now, now let's get into what I think is a stain on America's game. Uh, so the 16-game season has been a thing since, what, the 70s? Countless, that, that's how we're able to judge how good a season somebody had, you know? Before, someone throwing for 5,000 yards, of course, the modern NFL is very pass-happy, but before, throwing that in that amount of time, I was like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. Now it's going to be fucking easier because they got a whole nother game to do it. All the rushing records aren't really going to mean anything anymore. A lot of the records are just going to be soured. And I think we're going to have a lot of records broken because someone's going to be having an absolute monster season and then have another extra game to have another monster fucking stat line. Yeah. Like in a perfect world, they Tom Brady's just sitting there going, well, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> now, 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 I, now I can play the full season and still get a game off, technically. Yeah. But, and know, they can see how much of more of a goat I am. Exactly. Like, fuck. Perfect. You know how they had the first round by before and uh, how, how pl- the top seeds would basically get two weeks off to practice and everything shit now they can get almost a month off of football which wouldn't be good because you need to have you know the reps and shit in-game reps but all i'm saying is it makes that first round body even more sweet now but in my ideal world they would have changed the the season to 18 weeks because that's that's what was originally proposed it would have been 18 weeks but still 16 games everybody gets two buys now, which would have been way better for player health, you know, everything. It would have finally made sense because there are teams that get a bye week in fucking week four or week five, and it completely fucks them up because then they got to play 12 straight games with no weeks off. And that sucks ass. People People who don't play football don't understand how much that sucks. That's so much wear and tear on the body. It's not even – it just sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, this is coming from two straight a CTE people right here. Uh, the bye weeks were our favorite weeks because we didn't have to do shit. I mean, we'd obviously still practice, but it would be a much more a little bit of a lax attitude. You know, not as much as a game week. Guys, we're vibing type of shit. Yeah, it was we're a vibing. Of... It was more of a bye weeks are always good because they're they're always good for like team chemistry. Because mm-hmm. that's it's that week for everyone to just chill and enjoy each other and be like bros. Exactly. It is it is a bad week to have a bad practice though. Because if you lose your job during the bye week, if you lose your spot, you ain't getting it back. Speaking from experience here. Yeah. Ain't yes. nothing ain't nothing worse than you you take that bye week off and coach notices it and is just like, hey, let's send this guy in here. And then you're like, fuck, I just lost my job. Or or you just get moved completely into a new position and you're just like, well, fuck. Well, I'm just fuck. gonna go and throw have that normal playbook out the window now. Fuck my yep. side. Fuck me sideways. Exactly. And the funny thing is, is we were both linemen, so we didn't really have a complicated stuff to memorize but still when you get moved from like tackle to guard your whole shit changes up it was like well the fuck now instead of instead of popping and just set stepping i'm pulling and it's mm-hmm. just fucking oh i can't believe i remember that play by the way <laughs> oh yeah i, I 
there there were a lot of plays where as a tackle you just set back and block and then as a guard you go up the other side of the center's ass to the linebacker and it it, it and you it knocked the piss out of him and you knocked the piss out of him as a, a certain coach used to say used to say but uh anyways some some good news from the NFL they finally wised up NFL players can smoke marijuana without discipline starting 420 that's right perfect that's right started yesterday started yesterday baby well the, the uh, for the date of recording i don't know when but it's yes. going to be officially like on spotify and stuff i'll try and get it uploaded tonight of course uh, that's our tech guy that's our tech wizard up here but uh funny thing is is i'm glad they did this because if you got caught smoking weed in the NFL before, it was mainly just because you were stupid. Like you knew when the tests were going to start, all you had to do was just be clean for, I think like a two and a half month window. And then you were good to smoke weed literally every day, the rest of the year, like a former guard for the, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, Russell Okung, the former guard for the Carolina Panthers on their Super Bowl uh, appearance team and the Denver Broncos. He said he smoked weed every single day, sometimes before games, all the time after games, every day after practice. And it's a whole lot better than being like Brett Favre where you get definitely after games, definitely after games, definitely after games, definitely better than Brett Favre, who was fucking addicted to pills 24 seven and had to get sent to rehab for it. And, And copper fit. Mm-hmm. And his copper fit. Uh, I'm Brett Favre, and I need money, so I'm gonna star in this commercial for Copper Fit. I, I don't, I don't see how the copper helps. I had it, and I was like, this just feels like a normal knee sleeve. <laughs> it's all in that marketing. It's just like the balance bands that everyone wore in 2011 and 12. The 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 magical wristband that gives you balance. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow. This this thing. This whole thing will fucking help me. Uh, help me balance. But, anyways, uh, one more one more little development for the uh, NFL that I think is uh, pretty pretty cool. You know, we get, we can't just stay negative. We got to be positive. They're now letting. They're relaxing the number rules. Cause. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's cool. It, of course. Because we are so oppressed, offensive linemen are still have to choose those really high ass numbers. But all all linemen too. It, you know, it, even it's D-linemen. still fifty through seventy nine. Fifty through seventy nine for O line. Fifty through ninety nine for D line. Nice. All depending, but everyone else, you can wear whatever the hell you want. So expect to see a lot of number ones, number twos, number three. This a lot is of depression. Depression. <laughs> Suppression, bro. They don't care about us. We don't have stats. We don't have nothing. Oh, bro. it's I do that O line and D line. They need they need pancakes. They need sacks and tackles. Fucking give it to them. Well, D line at least has some stats going by them. They get sacks. They get tackles. You know what an O lineman yeah. gets? Uh, uh, not pancakes. even pancakes. And it's technically not even you know, an official stat. Like it's not recorded. Like uh, someone who like it's not officially recorded by the league it's recorded by sports websites but the nfl records uh sacks tackles and pressures for d linemen so o linemen we are the truly oppressed stand up brother <laughs> all right anyways i, I was, I was o line half of high school d line the other half it was weird 
I'm proud to say I've only ever played defense when I was in like the fourth grade. I stuck to offense, even in middle school when they were like, when people played both ways, I was like, fuck that. I'm playing O-line. Anyways, the greatest sport of all time, football. Let's get into one of the more boring sports of our time. Fucking baseball. Now, here at Meathead Sports uh, Sports Talk Podcast, we are personally repping the New York Mets here. LGM. LGM 24-7. LGM today, tomorrow, yesterday, and uh, hey, next Sunday, too. Um, I don't have a Pittsburgh Pirates t-shirt on, but I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, so awkward. But, you know, you sure we're going to go in the World Series this year, guys. You fucking watch. I say it every year. We're, this year's the year. This is the year. There you go. What more can you say? What more can you say? Anyways, getting into baseball, we got your New York Mets. They are playing the Colorado Rockies tonight. We're coming in at a hot record of, excuse me one second, coming at a nice record of seven and five, around second in the National League East. Uh, We're going to hopefully go to the World Series this year, and uh, the Mets are absolutely getting pounded in their assholes by the Cubs. Uh, four to ten, bottom of the sixth. Had a four-run uh, fourth. In- had a seven-run fourth inning. Uh, shit, that's all I gotta say. But uh, you know, it's baseball. You know, I, I. You know what they should really bring back? You know what they should really bring back, Danny? What? Steroids. Yes, they need steroids for baseball. They made, made, made it way more interesting. Exactly. No, like more people watched baseball during the steroid era than any other time in history. Even now, even now there's, even though there's like a hundred million more people in the country than the steroid era. Yeah. That's that, no, it's like 150 million more. Uh, that was in, in my opinion, that was the greatest era in baseball. You had uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire breaking the absolute, just fucking going ham hitting 70 and like 68 fucking home runs in a season. Now, to put it into context for people who don't really like pay attention to baseball, R.I.P. to Sammy Sosa's skin color now, though. Oh yes, he's he's gone he's gone full Michael Jackson. He was just like, oh no, officer. I'm like, <clears throat> smart move there, Sammy. Smart move. To put it in perspective, though, um, you hit 30 home runs in a season. That's pretty good. Put good numbers. 35. All right, that's that's a decent amount. 40. All right, you're definitely a power hitter. 45. Holy shit, this guy can hit. 50. Goddamn. You're good. 55, unreal. 60, unreal. 65, literally anything above 45 or 40 home runs is insane. These dudes were hitting 70 and 68. So I think that was the peak of uh, baseball in America. It was it was very good, but that's pretty much all I really have to say about baseball. We're in the middle. We're just getting started. You know, there's not enough. Not enough. That's the thing about the baseball season. It's 162 fucking games long. Imagine if there was, imagine if you had a 162 game season. Oh my god, football for football that'd be fucking awful. Yeah, you'd you'd die. <laughs> Real quick, pirate pirates. I'm a little disappointed. We lost to the 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 the, the Tigers two to five, letting letting three runs in the fifth inning. <sighs> We'll get them next time. We'll get them tomorrow, boys. So it's okay. Eventually, you know, it, the season is still young. Everyone's still in contention right now. 
that's the most up and down part of, of watching the MLB is you can start off 0 and 10, which is terrible, but, and still have it somehow pull it out. Cause all you need to do is get one hot streak and you're back in it. Right. Fucking love it. Cause baseball is a fickle fucking bitch, a big fucking bitch. Um, anyways, 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 let's, let's get into one of the, the arguably the, well, not arguably it is the second most popular sport in America, the NBA. And, uh, here at meathead sports talk, talk podcast uh we we stand san antonio we stand yeah two and oh spurs let's go go spurs go because uh we 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 don't we don't watch basketball as much as as uh i know this makes us sound like fair weather fans but we certainly love our uh spurs but we don't watch them as much as we used to you know we did watch watch them a bunch as a kid Mm -hmm. oh some great times those were that's why if like that, that set us up for life. Getting to see your own team win a fucking champ, the multiple championships. That's yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I got, I, I know my Spurs are doing good every year. I know we're going to go to playoffs every year. You don't need to tell me. Yeah. You don't need to tell me like, yeah, sure. We, we, we missed one year. Oh, but it was COVID year. You know, we made it for 22 years straight. When you make the playoffs for 22 years, you just kind of get complacent. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, Oh, Oh, we made the playoffs. Oh, great. Yeah. It's like, you, oh, when you, you kind of just get used to how big your dick is, and you're like, you know how big your dick is. You kind of just, like, start slacking off a little bit. But it's all right. You hop back on the mule and get behind the donkey, and you're like, let's get to work. Yep. Donkey, yeah, don't get me wrong. The hardworking city of San Antonio was always behind them, but we stopped. We really, really give a shit. Like as soon as we got close to the wet, uh, the conference finals, like in the semifinals, we'd be like, all right, all right. But as soon as we get past, we're like, all right, let's fucking go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Go Spurs. Go. Fiesta in the cities throwing Fiesta mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot wait. I cannot fucking Mm-mm-mm. wait. It's lit. But, uh, some other things that are going on in the NBA, of course, um, we got the current Brooklyn Nets. So, Danny, I don't yeah. know if you've been paying paying attention. They were a joke for the longest time. Then they signed uh, they signed Kevin Durant, and then this year they got James Harden, um, Blake Griffin, and uh, I know there's one other big star I'm missing, but. Uh, I just like to say New York Knicks fans are fucking bandwagon fairweathers because I had never seen so many Brooklyn. I've never seen a Brooklyn Nets fan until this year. Like they all were Knicks fans before. They just got tired of sucking. So they're just like, oh, I'll just go to Brooklyn. Uh." I'll never understand a whole borough in New York City getting – like, why does a borough need a fucking sports team? What's next? The Staten Island fucking Yankees or something? <laughs> the Holodus Corns. Yeah, that 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 would be the stupidest shit of all time. I I don't I don't even know. But uh, bringing it back to football here, real quick, you boys, we forgot we forgot. I can't believe we missed this topic. We uh we got the NFL draft coming up in what less than a week. Oh, yeah. About a week. I think I think about a week. And, uh, of course, we all know who's going number one. 
Trevor Lawrence. Now the, uh, uh, of course, yeah, it's guaranteed. <laughs> I, I, I would, uh, the absolute legend himself. He's a fucking legend. Now it's been up for grabs. A lot of people have, a lot of people said at first, before, like as soon as the college football season ended, uh, it's going to be Justin Fields going to the Jets. But, but now they're saying it's going to be the Storm and Mormon himself, Zach Wilson from, uh, at a at a BYU, because we got the Jets picking second. And then Justin Fields to the Niners at pick number three, which is, you know, that's so good. I, I mean, still top five. I didn't watch enough. Yeah, I didn't want. Yeah, I, I didn't watch enough college football to really say, but the games that I did watch, I did see Justin Fields play and he he has it. He has it. That it factor. He got absolutely clobbered against. Um, I forgot who they played in there college football playoff game but he got absolutely clobbered still was a boss oh yes that's right that's right ohio state won this year i forgot or was it was it ohio state i don't know i have no fucking clue but he got absolutely clobbered and uh just went back out there like a complete leader he had broken ribs and everything went out there and so I think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to be Zach Wilson. I have no clue. What, what's his name from fucking North Dakota State? Who fucking knows? He's from North Dakota State, South Dakota State. That's where they go up there and they talk like this. You go over oh, across yes. the pond Trey. and there it is. Yeah, CBS NFL mock draft has Trey Lance going QB from North Dakota State, going to the Broncos, which is um, just interesting. I've never even heard of Trey Lance until now, which is surprising. I should, I guess, I'm a ca- dirt, filthy casual, uh, but Broncos are in desperate need of a QB. They really do need one. I want the Steelers to get him. Yeah, you never know because Big Ben is his 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 time's running out. They said they weren't going to go for a QB this year, and I think they're retarded because they traded Joshua Dobbs, and now all we have is that um, exactly that guy that got in a fight with Miles Garrett for no reason. Uh, what's his name? Knight. Oh, uh, 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 Landry Jones. No, that guy's trash. Landry Jones. Uh, Mason, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yes, Mason Rudolph. Uh, and then we got the next QB isn't probably going to fall. Hope I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mac Jones did look good. Did look good. It's got him going to New England at pick number 10, which is also crazy uh, um, because pick number 10 is the Dallas Cowboys pick. And I honestly do not see Jerry trading down. I don't, I don't, I don't see JD, Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones trading our pick. Trading pick 10 because we, we need a high pick. We need somebody good. We need a defender, a tackle, somebody, somebody. But, yeah, that's pretty much all for QBs. The rest of them are just kind of uh, not going to lie. I, I, I don't Miller see any. QBs. Yeah, this is kind of a – I say this every draft. Every draft I say this. There's not really any QBs. Sometimes that's the case. Like especially in the 2013 NFL draft, there was that. That's also just one of the worst drafts, in my opinion, in NFL history. But uh, 
Oh, and also the 20, was it 2014 or 2015? Remember how everyone was so convinced that Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota were going to be the next Brady and Manning. Oh God. Yes. And now look at them. Um, took pay cut. Mariota took pay cut to keep job. Uh, Jameis Winston may be running the New Orleans Saints now. Maybe. Yeah, he's, he's still for some reason. They're they're uh, putting him in competition with uh, Taysom Hill, and I, I'm not gonna lie, Taysom Hill it was pretty decent, but I wouldn't put my whole franchise's future on the back of him. If there was anyone I was going to risk it with, it would be Jameis Winston, even though he throws like 8,000 fucking picks a year. But you know you're going to get at least 30 touchdowns. You might also get 30 interceptions, but hey. He is he is the owner of uh, the 30-30 club. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. What a legend. That's what we call gunslinger right there. Yeah, not gunshy at all. He, he does not give a fucking fuck. And uh, now here's something interesting. Davis Mills, heard of that guy? No. Quarterback from quarterback from Stanford's projected to go to the Washington Football Team. I don't know anything about this guy. So let's let's make predictions. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. That's what you're going with? He's got two last names as a name. Davis Mills. That's my criteria. You got two last names as a name, and there you fucking go. All right. Hall um, of Fame. I'm going to go uh, at NFL average two and a half years. NFL average two and a half years? Yeah. Well, uh, make sure to Maybe pay me – Make sure to pay me my money uh, in about 30 years when he goes uh, to the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. I know, right? I was like, I was like, I was like, it's a good thing we're recording because this is definitely going to be like interesting, especially if this that your prediction comes out real. If it does, that will. Now, here's something that's true, near and dear to both of our hearts. We are uh, two lazy, retarded college students here at uh, the Texas A&M University. We like this man, Kellen Mond, projected to the Lions at 72. Oh. Do, you think, do you think Kellen Mond is is going to make it based off of what you've seen? Yeah, that's that's my response to He's telling yeah. My mom said that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Agreed. I, I will give him props. He looked like an absolute baller this year. Towards the end, he definitely got on. He got hot. So, um, you know, maybe he can do good. Maybe he'll do good. Maybe he'll make us eat our words, dude. That'll be fucking lit. That'd be certainly... fucking great. Then we can ride the Kellen Mond dick train and all the way away from Johnny Manziel. What? I know, I know. Oh man, because Kellen Mond, I'll tell you what—that is what we call the definition of a fucking roller coaster ride. He comes in freshman year, his his freshman year, and he looks not bad. It's like, okay, there's potential. Next year, he's going to step it up, and he's going to be real good. Then the next year, 
he surprisingly does, but he also has some stinkers of a game. And then I don't even know what the fuck his junior season was. I, I, I haven't, no, 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 <laughs> no. But I'm not going to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. He, he was great this year, you know, got us to number five. We should have been number four, should have made the playoff, but uh, we'll, we'll table that. We'll table that. Uh, I just can't believe I, I can't believe it. That's that's pretty much all the, the QBs left that are really worth a damn. The rest, of course, are just going to be backups, perennial backups. <laughs> True. In my opinion. Or a practice squad. Which is the greatest job in football. Exactly. Which is also pretty good. You get six figures to practice playing football. That's not that bad. Yeah, that's not that bad. And you get to link up with... And it could help you get a coaching job, which could get you even more than you're making on the practice squad. Hey, and exactly. Y'all, y'all never know this, but there are a lot of stars who are just on practice squads collecting that measly hundred and eighty thousand a year, or one fifty. I don't remember, but damn, only one fifty. NFL minimums like three eighty. So, well. I say this has uh, been a great first edition, the inauguration day. Hopefully, yeah. Let's podcast. Me head sports podcast. This is how we do it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's sorry, we got to include all of them. We're very inclusive here at Meathead Sports. That's how we do it. But uh, I'm your host, and this is my other host Danny. signing off. Y'all stay Chad. Stay Chad. Stay Chad all the time, motherfucker.